Gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. We're happy you're here. It's a Monday morning, and that means this is a Man Talk Monday on the Gird Up Podcast. Before we get into the Man Talk today, I want to make sure that you're following us on social media. You've heard the spiel. you got to go find us on social media. If you have not found us, you got to go follow us, subscribe, whatever you got to do. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast on whatever podcast app or platform you're listening to us on. Um, if it's iTunes or Spotify, make sure you subscribe. If you're listening on your internet browser, bookmark that thing. Um, whatever you got to do, make sure you can always tell when we put new content up. The second thing you got to do is you got to go on Facebook and join the Gird Up community on Facebook. It's a community of believers growing as Christian men. We got we all have problems. We all have solutions. We all have wisdom to share. We all have problems to share. So get on there. Let's start having dialogue with each other, talking about the things of God, talking about how we can be better men in our churches, families, communities, all that good stuff. Finally, uh, just a friendly reminder that this podcast comes free to you. It does not cost you a thing to listen to this podcast. It does not, does not cost any man or boy in the entire world because we have a worldwide audience. Um, it doesn't cost anybody a thing to listen to this podcast. So we are bringing a message of grace and freedom, um, a message of Christian masculinity to men all over the world for free. Uh, that does not mean it doesn't come at a cost to us, though. We do make sacrifices to make this podcast happen. One of those sacrifices is financial. It does cost us money to put this podcast together and put it out there uh, on the web for you to listen to. And we're not going to stop making the content anytime soon. And I promise you, we will never put in a paywall so you have to pay to hear the good stuff um, or pay to uh, you know pay for good content or whatever. It's always going to be free, um, but we need your support. If you can spare any ca- <laughs> any cash or any change, um, we would love it if you could support us. One of the best ways to do that is on Patreon. You can sign up for $5 a month, $2 a month, $100 a month, whatever fits your budget, um, whatever the Lord leads you to do. You can support us on uh, Pippa, not Pippa, sheesh, Patreon. Go find us. You can type in Gird Up Podcast on Patreon and you'll find us there. Uh, all that information again is at the end of the podcast. Finally, uh, in this space, we're going to start featuring ads, featuring people that are p- sponsoring episodes and sponsoring the podcast. If you, your organization, your company, whatever it might be, wants to sponsor an episode or multiple episodes of the podcast, um, we can put your ad right here in the moment that comes after I'm done talking, before the, the intro music starts, we can put your advertisement right there, let people know who you are that you're a man of God, um, you're going to treat them fairly and honestly, and they should be working with you, and that you are a sponsor of the Gird Up Podcast. If you want to put your advertisement, if you want to advertise here, if you want to sponsor a podcast, let us know. Uh, we would love to have you do that, and I'd love to help you, uh, help you help us share the message of Christian manhood with the entire world. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm praying for you daily. Hopefully, you're praying for us daily as we bring this message of God to the people of God. Have a great week. Enjoy the show today. Here we go. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. To gird up is an ancient way of preparing oneself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God created us to be. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves and let's get to work. I'm Charlie Ungemach. And I'm Jason Fry. And you're listening to Man Talk Monday on the Gird Up Podcast. Man. Yeah. Today's word is restoration. Webster defines restoration as the act of restoring or the condition of being restored, such as bringing back to a former position or condition. 
a restoring or unimpaired restoring to an unimpaired or improved condition, restitution or reinstatement. So we're talking about men being restored. Men being restored. Men being restored like uh it's like old antique furniture that you got to like buff down, sand down, restain, bring back bring it back to its former glory. Or a car that's been in an accident and you detail it and get it back to its original condition. I like mine better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what? what <laughs> I think a place to start is to, uh, recognizing that as men, we often find ourselves, well, maybe not, hopefully not often, but we will at some point, um, and most likely multiple points throughout our lives, we're going to find ourselves in a position where we have either fallen from grace or made a fool of ourselves or found ourselves um, having kind of lost our way um, sometimes by our own fault, sometimes by things out of our control, um, but we find ourselves essentially in a pit or in a rut or whatever it might be. However you, whatever you like to, however you like to picture it. I, um, when I think about my times having been down there, I usually think of it kind of as a pit where you gotta work to climb out, and it's kind of rocky, sandy soil. You know, it's not easy to climb out. No, absolutely. And I think uh, I, I know I was giving you a hard time about your uh, car in a wreck, but that's. <laughs> That's like that is like a perfect way to to put it, right? Like you you have this car that's in perfect, you know, that's in good working order, um, and then something happens, right? And a lot of times, you know, sometimes that that thing that happens is out of your control, and all of a sudden you're you're beat up, right? And there's a process you got to go through, and a lot of times, like it's it's a it can be a long drawn out process for those of you that ever gone through, um, you know, having a car repaired or you know having the paint done. Sometimes there's body work that needs to be done. You know, if you're re- if you're restoring um, an old old car, like you got to take all the rust off, you got to replace pieces. Um, there's a lot of sweat and blood that goes into that whole process, and oftentimes, you know, not just men but just people in general find themselves in those situations where it seems like everything around them is falling apart. Uh, but there is a way. There is a way out of it. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some time and some blood, sweat, and tears to get there. Yeah. Well, and you can go in two directions with that too. You can also say, um, yeah, you you can clearly see the difference between somebody who's taking good good care of their vehicle, someone who's consistently been disciplined about you know, caring <laughs> for it, changing the oil, and you know, doing all the maintenance on it. Yep. For years and years and years, and keeping it clean, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you can see the difference between that vehicle and the identical, you know, model year that's been, you know, driven by a teenager for the last twenty years. <laughs> Beat up, very yeah. different cars. Okay, and then uh, the other one I like the the other uh, analogy. Oh, I forgot it, so let's just roll that one. <laughs> well, no, like a, you're spot on. Is is you know if you're if you're trying to avoid ending up, you know, if you if you want to say rock bottom, or you know, for lack of a better word, if you're ending up at rock bottom, a lot of times it's it's because you didn't take the necessary precautions to avoid it, right? Like you, um, you know, if we're talking about, if we're talking about just men or, or the way that we live our lives, if you've put yourselves in precarious positions that can affect your character or affect uh, your principles and you go down that slope and it's a slippery slope of, you know, compromising your character and beliefs a little bit and you do it over time, all of a sudden you are a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you weren't, doing the things, you know, if we're talking about this from a Christian's perspective, you weren't in your Bible, you weren't around positive Christian influences, you weren't in church, you weren't sharing your burdens with others, you weren't confessing your sins to your fellow brothers in faith. Um, that's a that's a, a story for ruin, right? Like that's a, uh, you're on the path to destruction that way, right? And there'll be a time, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a moment of, 
I got to turn things around, right? Man, I, I don't know how I don't know how I end up here, but I I I shouldn't be here anymore, right? Uh, it reminds me of a story. I don't remember whose story it was. Oh, it was uh, Jordan Peterson from the Art of Charm. You ever listen to the Art of Charm podcast? They they go into some weird places, um, but they <laughs> they they do a really good job of teaching. Like the, it, the I don't know what it even it is anymore. But Jordan Peterson was not not Jordan B. Peterson. It's different Jordan Peterson. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So different Jordan Peterson. He uh, they they had this company called the Art of Charm, and they were they got really big. They had a podcast. They would do like tutorials and sessions and they had like they would fly people into california um they would teach them how to interact with people interpersonal communication was what it was all about Mm -hmm. they had different courses on like um dating and picking up girls they had business and and, like they would work with politicians and all that kind of stuff and i don't know how it all went down but somehow the guy that really was the driving factor and the driving force and the very public voice of the podcast and of the company ended up getting kind of pushed out the door and so um there's two different ways that people handle situations like that. And you'll hear different stories about, like, you take a pu- company public and then they vote you off the board. And yep. These are not rare situations. This kind of thing happens fairly frequently. And when this happens to people, they go in two directions. They either are destitute and broken and they never really recover or it takes a long time to recover. Or, you know, they wake up the next morning, they start making phone calls, and they use the network that they've built to you know, get right back on a horse and keep going. And so the, the Jordan Peterson example is he immediately jumped on. He had a Jordan Peterson podcast and off he went, you know, and, and he's talking to the same people. And, and I remember the reason I, I even know his name is because Ryan Mickler from the uh, order of man uh, was one of his buddies. And, one of his, and he, said, he called him up. He said, I don't have a job anymore. I need a job. I better start a podcast. I can get some sponsors. And he called like his six friends. So he called like David Goggins and, uh, uh, Ryan Mickler and like four other men who mm-hmm. have massive podcasting platforms and said, Hey, I've been on a guest on your show and you know, we, we've hung out. We've had some good times. I got this new podcast. I need you to be on it because if I know, I know if you're on it, I'm going to get, you know, 2 million downloads or whatever. And he's right back on the horse and off he goes. And that's something that he built while he was building the other company by building good relationships, by being a good businessman, by building good relationships with the people around him. He then his fall from grace was much smaller fall from grace, and he was able to can kind of control it and keep things in order. Like he didn't even have to fire his his assistant; like he kept his assistant on and just started paying mm-hmm. her himself. Um, so, um, the kind of thinking about it ahead of time. So knowing that someday I will f- have a fall from grace, someday I will face a, a challenge or an obstacle, and thinking about that right now as things are going well and as things are humming along and and good things are happening, keeping in mind. That I mean, not necessarily using people, but keeping in well, mind no, no. that you're building that you're building relationships, and you're you're building friendships and building networks for someday when you when you need to use them, and so having enough social capital to be able to 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 tap into that later on, and that takes a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of like intensive intensive effort to do so. Again, I know very confidently that like if for some reason tomorrow like th- this podcast disappeared and my job disappeared. It wouldn't take me too long to find employment. Like I can pretty confidently say I could reach out to a few people and I could at least land something, you know, for the interim until I can find something permanent after that. And I think you could probably say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to, I would like to think for those of you that are out there that I consider friends. Hopefully, you'd help me out. But um, you know, how, how often do you see it where someone's going through a you know someone's going through a hard time? You talk about having this network of friends. Like how important is that to to have this? group of people around you call it a brotherhood or call it a team or, or, or a network, whatever it is to be able to have people that are, that see you down in the hole or down the pit that are willing to give you a hand up, right. Being able to not necessarily get down in the hole with you, 
but say, hey, if you can get it this far, I can I can help pull you up a little bit of the way, right? And having that support network around because you see you see where people completely go off the rails is where they feel like they're not supported or they feel like they don't know some or they feel like they can't share their burdens with somebody and you see them just um, almost wallow in the hole to the point of despair, right? Where um, uh, where you kind of lose you kind of lose yourself, right? And uh, how often do you hear it where someone someone kind of happens upon someone in that situation. I don't know yeah. if that's something you can, you can yeah. speak to, but you, you know, I, I can think of personally a, a situation where a buddy of mine was going through just some really, really dark stuff, but wasn't reaching out to anybody. Right. And finally it was like, Hey, what's, what's going on with you? Like, you just, you're not yourself. And then unloaded, right. Kind of brought me into the situation and it was like, let's get some other people involved here. Right. And, and it was that, it was like that little that that little part of the story where more caring people got involved in the situation, and that person in a matter of time found themselves out of it, right? And they kind of got back on back on track, right? They they kind of re- kind of restored themselves back to where they were. Um, it's so important, like you said, to have that that group of people around you that are first of all aware of you, right, and the fact that they're aware of when things not might not be going right and are going to be there at your side to help you, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times when we see somebody that has you know, gone through some restoration, we like to throw around the, the idea that you pull himself up by his bootstraps, you know? Like, I think we forget that that's tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not possible. Like, if you're standing on your two feet, it is not possible to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You're stuck to the ground. <laughs> right. you know, you're going to need some help. Yep, You're going to need some help. And um, sometimes we forget that that's – that that is well and our pride too plays a part in that um the hmm. idea that like, i might someday have to actually ask for help we don't we don't like that idea our, but that's why god gave us friends and that's why god gave us relationships well especially especially as men right like it seems like a broken record but i personally can say that i like to give the impression that I have all everything kind of taken care of, everything is I got everything um, you got know squared I, away. Got all my ducks in order, you know, and um, but that it, it kind of it reminds me of um, it reminds me of high school. I, so I failed geometry in high school, right? No, <laughs> please don't judge me for that. But I I didn't reach out for help because I didn't want anyone to think that I needed help. It seemed like everyone else was getting getting along just fine. So I I didn't want to be that guy that was like I need help with this, this seemingly easy stuff, right? And so, um, all of a sudden failing geometry, I couldn't participate in wrestling anymore. And like, I had to, I had to kind of get my house in order. It wasn't until someone like, it was my mother. Um, uh, if she's listening to this, I remember she, she came down the hallway one day. She's like, you're failing geometry. You are done with wrestling until you get this all figured out. But it was because she got involved and got like a teacher involved and got other people involved that I was able to write that ship, you know, end up, end up retaking it and pass flying colors because, that time, the second time through, I had someone helping me, right? My sister-in-law, Jenny, was awesome. Like, she she got me through it, right? But that's only because people knew there was a problem, right? right. And, exactly. I wasn't, and I wasn't willing to reach out for help. Yeah. Well, and then, so, uh, then turning around to look at if you are the person in the pit or when you find yourself in the pit. Uh, obviously, you're going to reach out to your friends like we talked about, look for a hand up, um, look for that help to get out of the pit. But there also has to be that 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 something has to change in you, right? There has to be like a recognition of, of your position, not necessarily self-wallowing, but there has to be a recognition of where you are, um, a reflection to determine how you got there, and then the determination to move forward. No, yeah, that restoration has to be an inside job, right? Like you can't, 
you know, it's like everywhere you go, there you are, right? Like, you know, just because you, you had a problem, but then you changed locations and you had that same problem, there's a good chance it was you. Um, and understanding that it's a, it's a hard thing, right? Like, especially when it comes to our sinful nature, that stuff is all just churning inside us all the time. And unless you, in the, you know, having God in your life or having godly people in your life to help you course, course correct or adjust your heart, then you don't really, then it's just, it's all, it's all new paint, but you're not dealing with the rust underneath, you know? Right, yeah. Well, that's one of the beautiful tragedies of life is that it can always, it can always get worse. <laughs> there is never a situation where it can't get worse. Like, it, it can always be raining, too, you know? Oh, right. Um, and so um, understanding that and, and kind of looking at the situation and saying, hey, here's the deal. What my dad always says, and I, I appreciate it, is um, you can, you're going to keep going in that direction until finally you make the decision to put your foot down Stop the momentum and start moving back in the other direction. And it might be small steps. <laughs> you might slip and slide on the way. But to put your foot down and say, nope, we're not going any farther in this direction. Put your foot down move back in the other direction. Um, and, and you asked me a little earlier about you know, if we were going to talk about my, my teaching experience. Like My first couple of years at my the first school I taught at just didn't go well. And, and the last school year that I spent there was <laughs> just a train wreck in slow motion. <laughs> and so... Um, like you get to about this time of year and I was literally having like around Easter time, I was literally having like anxiety attacks on Sunday nights cause I didn't want to go back to school on Monday. And that's what my dad said is like, Hey, it's, it can still get worse, but it doesn't have to like, just start like, yeah. So the, the kids hate you <laughs> and parents don't get along with you and you're like, your, your administration isn't happy with you and, and you're not happy with yourself. You know, you've been failing the kids. So why make it worse? Like, just find ways to make it better and make today better, a little bit better than yesterday, and and move back in the right direction. And I would, I'd like to say by the time I left, obviously I didn't fix all the problems, but I'd like to say by the time I left, at least I earned some self-respect back, um, and then it made it a lot easier to jump into a classroom again the next year and, and go at it again with a new, with a new outlook and a new new opportunity. So just that idea of like stopping the momentum in the in the negative direction, like whatever it is that's draining you, you know, plug the hole. And start heading back in the other direction. Yeah, it's it's almost kind of like that. That uh, there's a, a saying out there. It says, "Stop focus on what you're going through and what you're going to." Right. This kind of goes back into the quest that we talked about Questa a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, J- Jesus told us that in this world we'll have we'll have many hardships, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And it's when we are maybe in our lowest point to know that yes, this thing that I'm going through is awful, but Christ loved me. I have Christian brothers that love me in the end, I'm going to see Christ with that perspective, you know, God's overcome the rest, you know, as true millennials should, (laughs) I think it's time for a lion King reference. (laughs) Absolutely. So Simba goes off, he loses his way. You know, he's, he's literally, you know, doing all the things hippies do out in the woods. (laughs) If you've never really thought about that, you know, what do you think they are? Why do you think they're so goofy all the time out in the woods? Anyway, (laughs) those bugs they're eating. That's right. The bugs they're eating. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, that that scene where he's he's got that all that inner turmoil going on. Rafiki's telling him he's a king, you know. He's like, I, it's not who I am. It's not what you know. And he looks in the water. He sees the reflection. He sees his his father's. He sees his father in his own reflection. And the skies open up. And this you know this father head, this figure, says from the sky, "Remember who you are." Okay. So all this you know, it's gonna be a fight. Absolutely. It's going to be a fight. It's not going to be easy. He still had to go overcome quite a, he had this long journey ahead of him. He had all kinds of things to overcome. And then like when you think about the way the movie ends, like, yeah, kind of like the sun starts shining again, but they haven't fixed all their problems. Yeah, I no, think no. that's beautiful. And they did a good job 
of portraying that in the movie too, is there's still a lot of things that need to be fixed and a lot of things that need to be restored. And uh, even down, even to like the very end of the movie, you think about the 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 family line is restored. You know, mm-hmm. when he has a when he has his own cub, you know, <laughs> but right. like the whole family line is restored. The kingdom is restored, and now finally the the animals can go back together, and the animal king kingdom is back in harmony. Like if you want a picture of if you want a picture picture of restoration, man, go to Disney. They do some great ones. <laughs> no, that's no, that's super, that's super true, and. And, uh, you know, along those lines, you'd say, like, you know, the, like, the problems aren't gone. You know, yeah, like, we realize you rem- we remember who we are, They're right? not gone yet. Yeah, right. We're, we remember who we are in Christ. But that, that still – that doesn't mean that we're going to be dealing with daily struggles, right? And that we're going to be um, having our low moments, right? It's just remembering the fact that we are kings in God's kingdom, right? And, so, and one day we will receive our crown, Um but getting through this life, you know, God is God's God has been there to help us this entire way, right? And so when we find ourselves in those low moments, um, we're not alone. Absolutely. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Have a good week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.